Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. Ooh. My name is Asa Vakani. My co-host is... Nabil Lalani. Our producer is... Drinking. Oh, I get an intro. Nader Wazir. <laughs> and w- today we have a very, very special guest with us in the studio. It's Mr. Aaron Williams from Monday Night Brewing. Aaron, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? There you go. Thank you for being here for episode 2.1, 1. 1.2. I don't know. We'll figure Something this like out. That in the post edit but uh no thank you for being here on today's episode we're going to talk about falcon seahawks which aaron you were at um congratulations for the win for thank your you team. thank you we're also going to talk about bears chargers which we wish none of us probably witnessed. watched yeah and then uh also the bears eagles game which is coming up this weekend and the falcons are going to the bye week bye, plus we've got some uh, potentially pie. nba news and definitely some world <laughs> series news that we're going to talk about at the very end of the episode make sure set. you stick around you don't want to miss it because <laughs> wow. um, if you miss it you're going to miss out yeah trust me but on that most one. importantly and first uh nabil what are we drinking i don't know i'm gonna ask aaron aaron what are we drinking we are drinking actually a special beer from our garage series at monday night brewing it's called cloaks and mirrors now um i'm gonna be 100 honest with you guys when i first saw the description of this beer i didn't think i was going to like it because when you say it's a sour milkshake ipa does that sound delicious to you at first? I mean, when I hear sour milk, it just makes me turn my head. Yeah. Exactly. So that yeah. was kind of a mistake on my part, the marketing guy. But um, it is actually a peach <laughs> cobbler IPA um, that we made with a little bit of lactose in there, but it's also got some cinnamon, some vanilla, and a ton of peaches in it. And I think, honestly, again, with the cinnamon, it tastes just like a peach cobbler to me. I must yeah. say the smell in the room is phenomenal. Which is right. great. Which is, again, better than usual. I mean, there's four yeah. guys in this room right yeah. now, so like so. the smell is not always um, on point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, beer almost came out of Aaron's nose. It almost just did, yes. the listeners. My nose. <laughs> um, no, but I would say, like, while they're drinking this, you know, you talk about sour milkshake, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. But it really, it gives you, you get sour and milkshake in there, which is mm-hmm. amazing because it's very distinct, but it's also very pleasurable at the same time. Yeah, you almost get almost, uh, the, again, the kind of the sour tartness of a, of a peach, um, but you also get a little bit of that lactose in there. And again, mm-hmm. it kind of makes the milkshake IPA. So you get a little bit of that lactose, the milk sugars, kind of wants you Talk a little bit like a like a reminiscent of a, of a little bit of an ice cream on top of that uh, that sour uh, peach cobbler. Peach so cobbler, a little bit mixed. Exactly. I, I love the so. sour tartness too. That's that's what's getting me right now. It's just kind of like it just hits you and you just want to like, oh, it's tart, sour. Yeah. I want some more. Something totally different. You know, you're, you're you kind of think about it. You're like, I don't necessarily think this is a beer that I like to drink, but uh, but yeah, you keep wanting grabbing more of it and just having another drink of it. And now, what and is it gone. sitting at? Sitting at six percent. So it's definitely Ooh. like. It's almost sessionable. Like you could have a couple of these and yes. enjoy your night. Exactly. We so, didn't barrel age this from doing anything, so we just so, <laughs> so come down to the garage where, as we said earlier, you can pop bottles. Literally. And real quick, can we get the the naming convention behind this one? Where does the name Cloaks and Mirrors come from? Yeah. So we kind of wanted to sneak uh, the kind of the uh, the the we wanted to, we wanted to make a milkshake IPA that wasn't a milkshake IPA. So we kind of wanted to have the uh, the sneaky this of, of like a magician. Saying, okay, well, this is not going to be a milkshake that's super sweet, cloying, like a lot of milkshake IPAs right. are. Get a little bit of that tartness to it, but it also is does have some of that residual sweetness and some of that uh, kind of peach flavor to it. So, so kind of cloaks and daggers, cloaks and mirrors. We just kind of played with it a little bit. So, um, 
our brewer came up with the name, and we uh, came up with the artwork uh, for a, a rabbit pulling a baby out of the hat, as opposed <laughs> to the opposite way around. <laughs> so that was it. Nice. Not, not doesn't look creepy at all. It, yeah, sometimes our artist goes into a little strange places, but uh, we let her yeah. do that. So, so I had one question about this, um, since this is the beer that you know pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it is vanilla in it, I know vanilla, like the taste of vanilla and beer, kind of changes per temperature. Yes. Now with this specific beer, if it warms up. Will the vanilla come out more? You will. Yeah. Usually when you get flavors like that, um, you will start to, when this warms up a little bit, you'll start to feel a little bit more of that cinnamon and that vanilla flavor okay. quality to it. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a beer that's probably best served between 40 and 55 degrees. Okay. Once you go. get started a little bit, get a little bit warmer with that, it does change a little bit. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But- um, you know, we do like to serve it a little bit cold to to balance out those temperatures a little bit or gotcha. to balance out those flavors. So uh, for our listeners, we are going to set aside a little bit of my specific beer because the rest of them already finished theirs. <laughs> yes. And uh, we're going to let the, let it warm up and have a taste test near the end of the episode. And uh, I will be opening another beer in a moment. But before that. And what's what's interesting, we had a oh, conversation whoops. about this last week, Aaron, mm-hmm. just so you can add more insight, is the beer actually has an ideal temperature serving temperature yes and is that so that from the brewer's perspective you get the most and the flavor that he intended that is correct okay. yeah so um so for example the ipa that you just poured uh the silkscreen is a low abv ipa you want that colder you know you, you, when you when you think of beer in a traditional sense you want yeah. like you know frosted mug you want it at 32 <laughs> degrees you want it and that honestly a lot of people do that to hide imperfections and hide flavors that are not good yeah. so i wouldn't say any breweries that do that but um a silkscreen and ipa uh, you want it a little bit colder because again it balances the flavors out but for example the drafty kilt that you've got in front of you it's a scotch ale you want to warm that up a little bit because it releases some of those uh some of those roasty toasty coconut fla- or uh, chocolatey flavors okay. to it and it gets it a little bit more complex uh when you get more of a big barrel aged stout you want it even warmer than that so yeah. um because again it really kind of brings out the flavors if you Take a say a big barrel aged stout, a big thirteen percent stout, right out of the fridge, pour it, take a couple of sips, and then if you can, yeah, wait about ten minutes or yep. warm it up with your hands. Completely different beer. Yeah, which is what we did last week when we had uh, something on from Creature Comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was um, the, the Awaken My Love. Oh, Awaken My Love, beer. and that's we had beer. Batch Two. Yes. Um, so we did that, and I was just wondering. Uh, Nab shared a little insight, but I guess since you work at a brewery. Um, any other beers that you would recommend to warm up and share or warm up and save? Honestly, um, you know, a good rule of thumb is the bigger the beer in ABV, uh, the more warm you the warmer you want it. Okay. Uh, stouts uh, and porters and those big dark beers are best served a little bit warm. Gotcha. So um, IPAs, pale ales, uh, you know, lagers, those types of things. You're looking – lagers really you want it about 35 to 40 degrees. Um, IPAs, pale ales, you want about uh, 40 to 50 degrees. Okay. And then when you're talking about those big old stouts and those big dark beers, you want them more like 45 to 55. Gotcha. Good rule of thumb. Um, okay. You know, it just – Easiest way to think about it is take it out of the fridge, wait about five minutes, wait about ten minutes. You know what I mean? And just yeah. warm it up. You don't have to get the thermometer out. You don't want to be that. <laughs> and, you don't be that guy. And but, for our international yeah. listeners, this is all Fahrenheit. Do yeah. not get sorry <laughs> in this nonsense. No, not at all. <laughs> I apologize to all of our Canadian listeners who may be confused. Yeah, no Celsius. <laughs> we love y'all though. Thank you for Everything listening. Fahrenheit. Please oh, make your beauty. conversions exactly. So um, we do appreciate you guys. So no. moving on to. Uh, more important things or to other things. Uh, we have our Black Bear Tavern event, which we were all at. 
And so a shout out. First of all, thank you to Monday Night and their marketing coordinator who helped coordinate that. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, that'd be Anton, uh, our man Anton, at <laughs> there. So not me. I, I didn't. I I just gave you the logo. That's all I got for that. That was the only thing that I did. But uh, but our man Anton is, yeah. is awesome. He's on the point with that. Great and uh, thank you to Black Bear Tavern for having us on uh, Sunday. Hope it could have worked out better for my bears or our bears because you're wearing a bear shirt and I'm not. Um, yeah, that was a rough loss. It was a terrible loss. And uh, it came literally at the feet of our kicker. Um, so <laughs> Were you working on that all like week or something? I don't, Not really. It came to me at the moment, which is a little bit better than our kicker did. And our team, Nabil, your thoughts on the game? Um, that was a rough loss. Um, I am not going to blame the kicker. Okay. I'm not going to blame the kicker. A lot of people are blaming Matt Nagy for taking a knee and running the clock down. But you know what? I wasn't against that move then, so I'm not going to act like I'm against it now. So who do you blame? Yeah, what is the blame on this one? The blame is on the offense. The blame is on the quarterback. Look, you missed a game-winning field goal. That sucks. But you know what else you did? You went 0-3 at the red zone in the first half. Yep. You know what? That, that should be 21 to me. Not nine. Well, not nine. We didn't even get nine. We got six because you missed a field goal. Yep. Interesting. I, man, this is this is really interesting take them, Bill, because from being from the Falcon side, where the Falcons have had their red zone struggles, I've tried. I've blamed Matt Ryan a lot for the Falcons' inefficiency in the red zone, and sometimes that inefficiency is results in a turnover. Right now, yeah. Well, and sometimes that inefficiency results in a turnover, so it's slightly different scenario. But I think at the end of the day, your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, whatever, is paid to put you in the position to win the game. And that's what Mitch Trubisky did last on Sunday. Yeah. And the Bears still didn't win. Uh, uh, so I would fully blame the kicker for that. Because uh, you miss one, okay, fine. Everybody's due for a miss. You all make mistakes. But you're a professional. Mm-hmm. We know that this team has PTSD, right, uh, from Cody Parkey. We uh, doink a lot. From, keep from Cody Parkey. Keep going. And so, therefore, the kicker was put in a position to win the game for the Bears. It doesn't matter whether you win by one point or one touchdown or two points or two touchdowns. At the end of the day, you got to win. The Bears had the opportunity to do that. The kicker did not come through for the Bears. Yes, Mr. Trubisky could have scored a touchdown, but the kicker did not make the kick to win the game. And you know what? You're right. The kicker did not make the kick. That's a factual statement, very factual statement. The kicker already won a game for us this year. I mean, you know, if if you rely on kickers, you know what you're not. You're not a winning team. Well, and to your point. I mean, point, you shouldn't be relying on kickers. And because you know what? The kicker is the 53rd man on your team for a reason. Remember what I said earlier in the offseason? Kickers are useless. Mm-hmm. Kickers are pointless. Don't stress over a kicker. They're overrated, too. Kickers are very overrated. And to your point, at Black Bear, we celebrated our one-year anniversary, which is the last episode, but we celebrated our one-year anniversary at Black Bear Tavern, and Monday night brought us these sweet glasses that said weekend and field goal, weekends and field goals are right. overrated. Right. So you're not wrong. So, so the thing is, you shouldn't settle for a lesser beer or for a field goal. There you go. I like That's that. Right. <laughs> so you get that on both one mug. So the thing is, the problem was the offense. Now, the loss is a loss. We're sitting at three and four. The season isn't over, but the season isn't, like, in our grass still. I mean, we're the fourth team in our division right now. You know, the Lions look very good. Yep. 
Uh, Minnesota is doing min- weird stuff. I know, Kirk Cousins is looking like a good quarterback. I don't know what's going on. Quick with question. That. I don't know. Expect either of you to know this off quick the question? top of your head, but how many division games do the Bears have left? Still, we have uh, one with the Lions, one no, two with the Lions, one with the Packers, and one with the Vikings. Yep. So we have four division games left. Okay. Um, listen, I- I'll tell you this: we're playing Philly this week, so I'm just going to move on to the next thing right now, just because uh, I am just sad. Um, we're playing Philly this week. And um, Jordan Howard is pretty angry at us, and he, he he's gonna, huh. he's gonna try to run over us. I wonder why. I don't think he's gonna run over us because um, a, a lot of Bears fans really wanted Jordan Howard to be back because because he's an old school running back, and Bears are very old school. Um, Philly is isn't a good team either, um, but I feel like right now they're a better coach team than we are. Okay. Um, D- Doug Peterson, he lost the locker room and got it right back in a second. He, they just beat the Bills, and the Bills are what five and two now. They were five and one. Yeah, and the Bills held Tom Brady to a touchdown and a field goal. Yep. I mean, not many teams can do that. Absolutely, especially um, not this season. Exactly. Uh, what What I'm gonna say is the the Bears need to do one thing. You ran the ball really well last week. Continue to run the ball mm-hmm. when you're in the red zone. Do me a favor. Don't throw the ball at Adam Shane's feet. The fool is six foot seven. <laughs> That's not even an easy target. I, I mean, it's harder for him to go down than go up. Makes sense. Um, what are your what are your things the Bears need to do besides run the ball and throw better to beat <laughs> Philly? Uh, well, attack your secondary. I mean, you have maybe a top ten wide receiver right now. Like, yes, Allen Robinson hasn't gotten that credit in yeah. his career because he has shitty quarterbacks. But Allen Robinson is a top 10 wide receiver. Use him. You have Taylor Gable who can run the ball. Mitch, hit the receiver. Uh, listen, hit him in the back of the head. He'll catch the ball. <laughs> d- 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 don't, don't try to be fancy. Yeah. And you know what? Run the ball with Mitch. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I don't care anymore. Just run the ball with Mitch and just go on. Like, I mean, like, I'm a defeated Bears fan right now. I think Moses Chicago is a defeated team right now. You just have to get out of this. And a win against Philly, especially the team that knocked you out of the playoffs last year. Absolutely. If you beat Philly, you're right back in it. You're right back in it. True. Because you've only you've lost to AFC teams, which gives you tiebreakers for the wild card. Yep. Because we're not winning the division. Interesting. Okay. No, I totally. Now that do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean I think I just I agree with that. And then just to move on to a team that did beat Philly. Uh, looking at the Falcons' recap of last week, they played the, the, their, their only win. The, their yeah. only that, win. Well, that's only harsh, win. right there. I don't know <laughs> if you would call that a smoke screen, but we are drinking a silk screen, uh, which is the one beer that we have not talked about on there yet. But this is yeah. Silk uh, I was I was drinking that while I was crying about the Bears. Um, Aaron, tell us about silk screen. Uh, see, by the way, the the master of segues. I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna give you props right. for that. Yeah. So Fantastic. as uh, for Halloween, he went as Paul Blart. Good. Okay, yes. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, right? You know what? The, the physique is right there. <laughs> I've been no. working on that. I'll not, tell you that. Not even close. Tr- I know the feeling. Trust me. It's Join the, the club. It's the, all the yoga he's doing. Yes. <laughs> well, well, speaking of uh, of, of beer bodies, uh, yes. Uh, Silkscreen uh, actually is one of our seasonal releases, which means we kind of release it uh, for about three or four months at a time. Um, and you can also find it in uh, you know the pretty much anywhere you find our, our beers at Monday night, uh, grocery stores, bottle shops, those types of things. Uh it's not technically a sessional session pale ale. Uh, a session IPA or a session beer is anything under 5%. This is at 5.3, but it's close enough. I'll yeah. slack the three. I'll slack the three. I'll yeah. The p- point three is what? It's negligible, but it's, yeah. So it's nothing. We packed in a ton of flavor on this one, and uh, it's got a lot of good citrusy notes to it. Uh, and it's just an easy drinking. You know, it's nothing 
fancy. It's nothing that's going to completely knock your socks off. But I'm like, you know, it's a good drinking beer. And it's a good beer to watch, uh, to, to, to down, you know, a few of your sorrows when you're watching the Falcons, the Bears games. And, uh, you know, so, <laughs> listen, wow, I, listen I'm just going to, I'm going to, wow. I'm the only one Cheap here whose shot. team's won today. So, I, or this weekend. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. That's right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan. So. I mean, we're all winners when we're drinking beer. Well, that's also true. On. That's also true. By the way, breaking news. Did you guys hear the breaking news? No, no, no. That uh, Matt Bryant got cut today. Yeah. Oh, I, I did see that. Yeah. So, um, so that's, it, so the Falcons problems are solved. And, I mean, they uh, got they got a young hoe, which which is like the best rapper name in Atlanta yet. I think. Listen, I mean, <laughs> hey, Nabil, you might be onto something there, yeah. right? Or a backup dancer. I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, like young hoe, you know, from Fiddy, mm. young hoe and Fiddy featuring, I don't know, something. anybody actually, yeah, yeah. you know, featuring Migos, man. Shout there out you to go, Jones. Hey. No, but uh, Aaron, so you were at the game. This past Sunday. Yes. And and the thing is, is that there were so many Seahawks fans there. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. It was like a home game. Um, not that bad, but it was. It was it's it, there like was every t- Falcons game, honestly. I, you know, I didn't, know there are, I didn't know that there were that many people from the Pacific Northwest that lived here. Hey, so. birds fly together. Yeah. That's also true. Yes. But 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 here's the thing. <laughs> um, the Seahawks are the weirdest 6-2 and two team I've ever seen because they cannot put away teams to save their life. Their their offense is solid, and, and honestly, I think that they're one of those teams. I think Russell Wilson um, needs to win the MVP uh, because that team, Agreed. this team, would be one and six without them, without him. Um, he, Second that. he he play, plays out of his mind. I mean, just the only two games that they've lost uh, were one game with the Saints where they just couldn't get anything going. They just it was. That was a brutal game. For Which the is also a good team. It right? is a good team. Yeah. And then the second loss they had uh, the, the week before was was to the to the Ravens, and it was Russell Wilson's bad game. And Russell Wilson did not have a phenomenal game like he always does. He made a couple of mistakes, and they lost the game. Um, the Seahawks uh, uh, kind of it's kind of almost like the bizarro world where you know during the Super Bowl runs with, during the playoffs runs for uh, you know four or five years ago. The Legion of Boom lockdown off defense. We just nobody could get get a hold of us. Now we're we're giving four hundred fifty yards up to to Matt Schaub. Come on! It looks like they still got Dan Quinn coaching their defense. It's 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 it. Tell you what, I mean, it is it is Swiss cheese, and you know, hopefully, you know, uh, we've got uh, we got uh, digs from uh, from Detroit. That'll help. Uh, hopefully, the, some of the defensive line issues will be solved. Um, Ansa is probably hopefully getting online, you know. But it's all been been a bunch of hopes. Um, Clowney's been great. Um, you know, he doesn't have the numbers and the stats, but I think he's a disruptive force on that defensive line. That was a great ad. You know, I think it just was. It's, and and it's I mean, 20- it was a third round pick. I think I was. It was Phenomenal. It was nothing. It was a third round pick, and it was a thing where it was like it's it's something of the fact that we would have lost it anyway from free agents. But it was basically almost just a, a gimme a gimme pick, which is which is great. You know, a lot of the Seahawks redditors and fans don't are, aren't are kind of angry at him because he's not getting any of the stats, the sacks, and the hurries and those things. But it's like you know what? He's a disruptive force, and he allows other people to get sacks and hits and those types of things. And he just basically blows up whatever side of the line he's on. Yeah. Um. It's up to the other guys. It's up to Jaron Reed. It's up to Puna Ford. It's up to it's up to uh, Ziggy Ansah to get it done when it comes to those numbers. They haven't gotten it done yet. Uh, the linebacker core has been subpar. Um. You know, Bobby Wagner, of course, one of the best players in Seahawks history. He's good. He's he's lost a step. He's still good, but he's not transcendently great this you, year. You know what? Uh, I'm going to say that Bobby Wagner is still just as good as he always was. Mm-hmm. But the thing about linebackers is if they don't have an elite defensive line in front of them, and I, I can yeah. – n- n- not to bring it back to the Bears, but that's just what I see. Sure. Yeah. 
I saw the Bears when Akeem Hicks was over there, and Khalil Mack was unstoppable. Absolutely. And yeah. Akeem Hicks, who plugs up the middle of the defensive line, he's gone until December. Khalil Mack doesn't do the same things that he used to do. Linebackers are like running backs. Yeah. If you don't, if the de- offensive line doesn't open up a hole for them, it's going to be harder for them to do it because at that point, whatever player is coming up is at the second level. Yeah. You want to move forward, not backwards. And that's and that's what's happening to Bobby Wagner right now. That's what's happening to a lot of linebackers who lose their defensive defensive tackles. Yeah, and, and it's been it's been tough to watch, you know, and, and, and the, the, the Falcons game is basically just been a microcosm of what the Seahawks season has been so far, where they go up twenty four nothing and it, it's a laugher at halftime. I mean yeah. DK Metcalf cannot be blocked. The guy is just an absolute stud. They're just they're running all over the place. Chris Carson is just a is just a monster. And then they just decided to just not play the second half of the game. Yeah. And score three points and just let the Falcons come right back in. It's not it's like <laughs> they just don't they want to keep it interesting, apparently. I, I don't know, but it's it's you know, I'm like, it's up twenty four nothing. I'm like, this is awesome, we're great. I went to my little girl's little fall festival. And then I start looking at the ESPN app, and I'm like, "Come on!" And oh, I'm wait, like refreshing wait, every wait, five minutes, wait, and I'm like, "Are you kidding news? me?" Yes. Breaking news. Bum 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 bum. Aaron, do you leave the game early? I got kids, man. You got to do what you got to do. But, and, and, and it's, okay. it's twenty-four nothing. Yeah. Come on. Also, weekends are overrated. He's got shit to do, right? <laughs> exactly. We talked wow. about this. Wow. I'm sorry. You know. All right. You know what? Uh, uh, I'll give you a pass. I'll give you okay. A pass. Real quick. That. What did you think about the stadium? That was that your first time in Mercedes Benz? It wasn't actually. Um, I, I was I was fortunate enough. My son um, is is actually in the band uh, at his high school, and we uh, played in the uh, the Corky Hill Classic a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Nice. So what we talked about. Wait, wait, Craig that's Sager. with uh, Craig Sager Jr. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it's it. You know, it is an absolutely beautiful stadium. I I am. I would be excited. I still haven't gone to a United game there. Um, I really need oh, to go. Oh, wow. You so got much best taken in town. I've heard it's amazing. So I, I'm much really fun. looking forward to going the next time. Uh, they come, probably won't come, come this year, but next year. Um, you know, Monday Night Brewing is sold. Uh, we have Slap Fight in Tallboy Cans at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There we go. In case you're interested. I mean, uh, um, in plug. case you ever go to a game. Yeah, in case you yeah. ever go to a game. It's very interesting. But, uh, but no, it, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal time. I mean, it really is an absolutely gorgeous stadium. And um, the cool thing, again, that they've done is that they've really – made it affordable as much as possible. Yeah. You know, you can have a $2 hot dog and you can have a have a beer for for a reasonable price. And I think that's one of the cool things that they've done uh really at Mercedes-Benz that other stadiums need to kind of follow suit with. All right, Asif. So, um now that you know what's happening on the Seattle side, what did you see happen with the Falcons? Well, I saw a lot of the Bears game because we were at Because Black that Bears was more happened. watchable. Right, yeah. And it was more watchable. <laughs> I don't blame you. Granted, That's it was a more entertaining yeah. game. I dug your uniforms, by the way. The orange unis were pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. nice. Yeah. And My favorite. Speaking of uniforms, the, the Falcons brought out the throwback uniforms over the weekend. Yes. Oh, can I say something were, real quick? Mm-hmm. Please. Fun fact. Last time Matt Schaub threw for the Falcons, he was wearing the same uniform. When they weren't a throwback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you, Nather, because that's – I was trying to figure out how to bring that in. But, no, uh, with the Falcons, man, it's just like, you know, there's nothing we haven't seen this season, right, yeah. in terms of, like, every game has been a disappointment. Every game has been a letdown. Every game has been the first half blowout and the second half rally and garbage time. I mean, that's not – that's n- literally nothing to be proud of at all. Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason why Russell Wilson maybe doesn't play as well against Atlanta or in Atlanta is because the whole thing with Sierra and Future and his baby mama. Being I was going to ask you about. That. 
That's exactly what it is. I guarantee you. Uh, no, of course. And like everybody has some. Everybody has been through that emotion for, for, of. For the yeah. record, Aaron's like, "What are you talking about?" It's probably all of the posters in the stand that make fun of him. You know, yes, and all the chanting that really gets to him. Yeah, and which so, is possible. Right. Well, and Future did send a whole package of baby Falcons onesies when the Falcons beat the uh, Seahawks in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So, like, it's all very real. At the same time, are we actually talking about this? No, right now? we are talking about this. Listen, but, but at the know. same time, the Falcons did not get the W, and the Seahawks did. Just like the Bears could have used the W, despite being under five hundred, you could have been over five hundred. I mean, maybe a onesie could have made the football go more more right than left for the Bears, but, but I don't know. Handle. Um, Nabil, real quick, I'll yeah. say you said Austin Hooper is going to have a tryout game potentially for the Seahawks Didn't or happen. the Patriots. Didn't yeah. happen. I mean, he had 15 fantasy points, so you chalk that up to what you will. I did. Right? Um, I think, man, the Falcons are just lost right now, so we're going into the bye week. Really, the Falcon season hinges on this next game and really two of the next four, five, or six games, which is you're playing your division they rival. They should lose. They should lose, but you have a bye week going into the game against New Orleans. On purpose. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Matt Ryan's going to come back for that game against New Orleans healthy, rested. There's literally no excuse for the Falcons to lose that game. I mean, you have two weeks to prepare for this one opponent. You can win one game. Draft goes out the window. Who cares? If we beat the Saints, that's the season right there. As far as what I saw against the Seahawks, it was – Everything we've seen against the Falcons in the first five games of the season, six, seven games of the season so far, there's nothing there. May, may I say it would be the most Falcons thing to do possible? Win out the rest of the season? No. This would be the most Falcons thing to do most possible. Uh-oh. So it is Tuesday after uh, the Falcons played on Sunday, right? Yep. The Falcons had an opportunity to fire Dan Quinn on Monday after the game. Mm-hmm. Correct, everybody? Yes. The most Falcons thing possible would be them to fire Dan Quinn next week. That would be the most Falcons thing possible. And because right. well, that means Dan Quinn did a week's worth of work, and, and then you it. fire him, and then you bring in a whole new day game plan. Uh, can, I, can I have a hot take on this, please. by the take way? Take a hot take. Do it. Everybody is, ta- is calling for Dan Quinn's head, and I totally get it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I, I think the team is lifeless. I think the team is is not prepared, and you saw that in the first half of the Seahawks game. Yep. Yeah. Comple- I mean, like I said, those two touchdowns to DK Metcalf, you and I could have thrown those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Nobody <laughs> was covering him. Not a single person. Um, but here's the thing. I think he should stay for the rest of the year. I don't disagree. I think, I think you're not going to get any better with whomever you're going to find. Okay. And if you're going to go hard after Mike Tomlin, you want to sell the culture of the Falcons – to Mike Tomlin. So would you if you're Mike Tomlin, would you rather go to the Redskins or would you rather go to the Falcons? Did, did You'd rather go to the Falcons because they showed some loyalty to a player to it to the coach, even though he does he didn't deserve any loyalty. Okay. As opposed to the Redskins who will fire anybody who decides to to, to sniff the wrong way. Question, hmm. question. Did I miss a rumor? Is Mike Tomlin rumored to the Falcons? I mean, Mike Tomlin's rumored to go f- from the Steelers. Right. So I'm assuming if he's gone, he's the number one coaching candidate out there. Absolutely. So you, if, if I mean, come on, come on, Arthur. You got, you got to, you got to show. I like that. that. Yeah, right? So uh, I think Mike Tom, Mike Tomlin is an awesome coach. Um, He's I'm a just gonna throw. Coach. I'm gonna throw a couple of things out there. There hasn't been a, a coach yet to win the Super Bowl with multiple teams. So just playing history. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two. Go ahead. Is there, that right? I believe so. There has there has not been a coach yet to win a Super Bowl for multiple teams. 
Ooh. Wow. I'll have to get, gonna my, look get, this my, up. get my yep. Googles out. Uh, now there's looking it up. Producer job. Producer job. I, I know there's been players, that there's, there's there's been coaches that have won national championships and Super Bowls. And there, like and 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 there has been coaches that have won as coordinators and coaches. Oh, uh, that might be where you But not me. as head coach gotcha. for multiple teams. Okay, okay. Um, That's the other, fascinating. The other thing I'm going to say is I think you the Falcons cannot afford to hire another non-offensive coach. Because okay. what? Because Matt Ryan, look, Matt Ryan is an awesome quarterback, possibly Hall of Famer quarterback, but he has his flaws. One thing that happens with Matt Ryan is once he enters a new system, he struggles. Uh-huh. And every time Matt Ryan's successful, he loses his OC. Do you think, though, that this is the year that they need to start drafting a new quarterback? No. Is- 35, what, 35, 36 years old Look, right now, the, right? The NFL hasn't been safer for quarterbacks since That's ever. That's true. That's true. I mean, listen, the year might be 2035, mm-hmm. and the quarterback for the New England Patriots is going to be still Tom Brady. Don't say that. Please don't say that. I'm sorry. Oh. The, the, Tom It'll Br- be the robotic head of of, uh, of uh, you know Belichick coaching them. Is that what it would be? That's, yep. I it's just... gonna, whatever Tom Brady drama you think is happening right now, it's not really happening. <sighs> So, Nabil, you're right. No NFL coach has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. I love hearing that. Wow. (laughs) Today I learned. Okay. I know. That's fascinating. There's a couple people that have come close, but no one's actually done it. Although I don't think that Mike Tomlin to the Falcons would be a bad idea at all, despite Mm -hmm. that statistic. I think it's a good look. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Falcons firing Dan Quinn next week, but not this week, would be the most Falcons thing ever. If they don't fire him at all, it would also be the most Falcons thing ever. I just think the Falcons have no excuse to lose the next game, despite the opponent being their division rival. You have two weeks to prepare for the next game. Yeah. Like, seriously, yeah. get it together. Or I mean, at least it on. should be a close game. No. Or yeah. you're, are you not happy with that? You want to win and a win only. I don't care if it's close or not. I just want to win. Okay. So even if it's like a Cody Parkey and Bears situation this past week, I'll take the win by one or two points on a last-second field goal. If Bro, it's why are you going to say Cody Parkey, yeah. man? Pinheiro, but Sorry. okay. I mean, uh, am I here saying 28-3? to three? I understand Yo, the reference. Young Ho, come on. Don't, don't even say 28-3. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Right? There are other sports in this world outside of football. Did you guys know that? That's crazy it talk. It is. Crazy Apparently, there's talk. this uh, basketball association. Yeah. Um, everybody's thoughts through week one. Hot take for everybody. If you have one, hot take through week one. You go first, Austin. Okay, I said LeBron James for MVP. I love the Lakers. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. I'll always be a Lakers fan. What? However, Kawhi Leonard is looking like MVP right now. Kawhi Leonard's looking yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is solid. Now, are there any hot takes through week one of the NBA? I will back that up. I think uh, the Clippers look great, but Kyrie Irving is also tearing it up with the Nets. And I Kyrie think Irving he's, is. He's going to be a monster. Before before we jump, shout out Trey Young. Killing it, bro. Why, why you gotta do two hot takes? Let me have my hot that, take. That's not Asif, a hot take. Walk away. Let me have my hot take. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you're up. Any hot takes about the NBA? <sighs> the NBA lost me when they, the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City. Oh. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take right but there. But I will say the the Hawks are one of the most exciting young teams in the NBA, and they're gonna go deep in the playoffs this year. All right. Ooh. Wow. Asif, may I, I say it. my actual hot take before you take it over? If you're giving a shout out to Trey Young, then yes, go for it. So. Nab was wrong. Oh, I was wrong. What? Say that again. Nab was wrong. All right. I made the biggest hot take when I said that the um, the Mavericks won the trade with Trey Young and the and the Hawks. What? I was wrong. It's even. 
Oh, man. That's it's a bold statement. Both teams have won the trade. Which Tr- is rare. And rare that never happens. Right. Yeah. L- listen, I'm not taking anything from Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is still one of my favorite players in, in basketball. He may be my favorite player. I still think Luka Doncic and Christoph Porzingis is Dirk Nowitzki and Steve Nash Part 2 Electric Bugaloo. Okay. Not taking that away. Yep. But Trey Young is doing pretty awesome stuff. Like, like the thing is, I for, maybe we all forgot, but I specifically forgot that when Trey Young got drafted, not that only did he lead the NCAA in scoring, he also led an assist. Mm. And dude, can that dude pass? Yeah. I mean, I still I just saw that one play where he uh, it was a fast break. He he got the rebound. And he just threw it all the way down, and the dude just did a layup. That pass, it looked simple, looked easy, but you know who can't hit that pass? 90% of point guards. No, Mitch Trubisky can hit that pass. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky cannot hit that pass. I just looked up the definition baller on Urban Dictionary, and there's a picture of Trey Young there. That's what we're looking at right now. You know what? Just for the record, I won't even check that because I'm going to give it to him. There you go. There you go. Um, I looked up shot caller, and I, that's not what I got. Speaking of, <laughs> before we get into our prediction segment, there's a major, major game. There's a championship game happening tonight in another sport called baseball there you go baseball ray you can see that flashing um and so we got world (laughs) series game six tonight the astros just won three games in a row which is crazy astounding that is crazy um i I think in fairness i will say i picked the astros to win in five but i am the only one on this show who picked the astros to win the world series no so did neither i did too okay so i had to you picked them in six I did pick him in six. So now there might be onto his prediction right now. Uh, anyway, World I can't, Series. I, I can't get my prediction. Yeah. World Series game six happening tonight. We're going to watch it after this is done. It's about to start in like yeah. a few minutes. Um, but World Series game five was epic. You know what? I think um, when, when the pitcher came up to the mounds, like I think there, I think there were two mounds out there, right? Oh, man. I thought there were four. Um, <laughs> it seemed yeah, like there were four. There were definitely four. I remember uh, that. I was going to say, there were four. There were um, definitely four mounds. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, I don't know, man. This is, well, all right. Shout out Julia Rose. Shout out to your friend. Dude, nip it in the bud. Let's just, let's just get this flashing headline out of the way. Okay. Dude, <laughs> I have an idea to save baseball. Okay. Nab saved hockey earlier. It, it, it's still in the works. Yep. I saved hockey. I have an idea to save baseball. Baseball has no younger viewers. Ah. So my idea is this. <laughs> every eighth inning, every eighth inning, now turn it eight sideways, what do you get? Think about it. Ooh. Every eighth inning, there is a freestanding, anyone in the stands can flash. Mm. And it'll be on TV. Without, Without any penalties. Out. Okay. That's how you market to the younger audience. I'm down. Give me the eighth uh, inning. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got the seventh inning stretch, right? Not the eighth inning flash. Done. So, look, well, maybe it should be the sixth inning stretch, and then the seventh, the sixth inning flash, and the seventh inning. No, stretch. No, no, there there you go. no, 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 no. See, see, that, that, that's where you're wrong. You want to hold the younger viewers as long as possible. You hold them to the eighth inning, and then. Look, they're going to well, save the ninth inning. The thing is, you, you make it a you make it a Where's Waldo type of situation. Like they don't know where it is. It so could be here. It could be there. It could be there. All I'm saying is, with the uh, with the eighth inning flash, there's no preference on uh, male to female flashers. So, so, so my other thing so is this, this might get really oh. interesting, and you might you might have a point for us advent beer drinkers. 
that are, you know... What does beer have to do with sort of, sort of, sort Some of, of us may be stuff. well endowed than others. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, telling I'm just saying. No, I mean, listen. You know what? I mean, <laughs> so, 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 my, so my other thing is this. I call, I, I call flag on the play. So I, so if you haven't caught on yet, there was a flashing incident during Game 5 of the World Series. Yep. Um, Which is all over Twitter. And um, so she flashed her, um, her chest. Yes, there was two. There, there were two, there were two females, females who flashed their chest during the World Series. And not even two hours after that, she got a letter saying she was banned from all MLB games. Which I'm glad happened. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. I, I'm just asking. Um, Aaron, you're in corporate America. Yes. Allegedly. Um, when you... <laughs> w- 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 For now. <laughs> when something goes wrong, when you flash your brewer... Oh, yeah. Does it take longer than two hours before your manager actually gives you a letter? Are you thinking a conspiracy theory is going afoot here? I think that this was this already this already happened. She had that letter printed out. She's not even banned from games. She may be banned from games now. This this something is not right. Oh. Two hours after you showed your chest. That is a very banned? quick turnaround. I will right? say that 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 is that is that is suspicious. So the only comparison I would put it to is let's say there was a streaker at a professional sporting mm-hmm. event. Okay. That it, let's say generally they're male streakers, right? If there was a male streaker at a professional sporting event, that person would be banned and have a letter immediately. But but the thing is, are you going to get a letter signed from the commissioner of of stadiums? Unless they had it ready to go and they've got a pre-printed one going and they just they grabbed her Put her off into the stadium and said, hey, "Okay, we're going to print off this pre-printed letter that we've already got which, in our in our Google Drive." So could we're be. Go all you have to do through. is change the first paragraph. Exactly. Right? But I mean, it was all typed. Again, all you have to do is change the first paragraph. Yeah, How long does Google it Drive is for? take to change up a paragraph yes. on a letter? I, yeah. I don't know. I, all I'm saying is, it's kind. It's a little suspicious. It is kind of flashy, but. Moving on. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. save baseball, show titties during the game, and you'll get a younger audience. It, it, it's just math. It, it, it's science. Sure. And right. uh, moving on to other news. Before we do that, yes. uh, we I'm assuming Cloaks and Mirrors has warmed up. Okay. What do you think? Do you Let's think that's a good enough time, Aaron? All right, go for it, man. Absolutely. It's been definitely enough time, yes. That's great. I, I kept mine to the side when the bill talked about it. Still smells sour. Okay. Mm. Thoughts? Tartness has gone up a lot. A lot. But on the back end, I'm going to say the cinnamon and the vanilla comes in after. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... um. So it's, you know what, Aaron? What's the ideal temperature? Uh, it's going to be cool, though. It's going to be probably around 40 to 50 degrees. So 40. it's probably a little bit warmer than that. It's probably, probably in the 55 degree range now. I think Nab wants to commission that at a warmer temperature. <laughs> I may go com- I may go warmer on my personal one, but the thing is it'll be a lot more tartar. It just depends on your tart level. As I'm slurring because the tartness is actually messing my listen, tongue up. I mean, listen, um, hey, you you drink beer however you want to. I'm good yeah, for that. Right. But, uh, you know, it's our, our recommended daily allowance of temperatures. <laughs> there you go. Whatever that means. Yeah. So, but, yeah, if you like it warm, like it warm. Go Fair warm. enough. I mean, yeah. if you go over your allowance, there'll be no more temperatures There's allowed. not going to be any beer cops that are coming at you yeah, and smack right. you on the head, you know. Sweet. No Cicerones coming through <laughs> and, uh, and getting you if that's, if that's the case. And while we couldn't predict that flavor profile, we have predictions for the weekend. Cities so in baseball. Let's uh, let's start Asif's, it. Asif's segue was much better than yours, by Thank the way. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. Um, was, although I would say that wasn't bad at all. Actually, yeah. I'm okay. I worked with that. on that. Okay, I worked good. on that. Okay, I was good. planning it. I was planning it. So first off, we have Bears and Eagles. Philly is favored by five and a half. Uh, I'm gonna pull a segue and go. Asif, what is your uh, prediction? 
I got the Eagles 24, the Bears 17. Eagles 24, Bears 17. Unfortunately, I think the Bears' offensive struggles in the red zone continue. Okay. Damn. Uh, Nabil, what do you have? I have Philly 28, Bears 15. Okay. The sad. So you have uh, Philly winning. I'm going to go Wildcat, and I'm going to have Bears 17, Philly 14. I Aaron. do have the Bears winning. Aaron? Philly 28-21. If That's only fair. because I've got some uh, some Philly players on my fantasy team. And I you got some, some space lettuce on the game? He's got a bias. Exactly. You got some space lettuce on the game, I guess? Exactly. I need some Zach Ertz uh, life and action going on. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Patriots and the Ravens. Patriots are favored by three and a half. Um, Nabil, who do you got on this one? I actually am going to go the Ravens. Ooh. Wow, yep. so Plot the first Patriots' first loss of Patriots the season. Patriots' first loss of the season. Patriots haven't played anybody. Okay. Amen. I have the Ravens winning 21-17. to 17. <laughs> Wow. I only laugh because I have the complete opposite. I have the Patriots winning 21-17. to 17. Um, Asif, go ahead. Yo, th- all right, so this might sound crazy given all that, but I got the Patriots winning 31-27. Okay. Aaron, what do you got? Can I tell you a story first? Yes, oh, sir. Let's do it. Uh, in January, stories. we uh, poured at the Extreme Beer Fest in Boston, Massachusetts. And um, when we poured the beers, almost everybody was, was good-natured about it once they found out they were from Atlanta. Okay. You know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, 23, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they would laugh at it when we give them a beer. <laughs> Some dude came up the end, near the end of the festival with a, a full-on shirt printed – with like the twenty eighth three and like the actual TV screenshot, wow, of it. Talk about dedication. And wouldn't shut up about it. Okay. So we refused to serve him. Nice. There you go. We said, dude, go away. And he was like, no, it should be like, go away. That's like, off. Exactly. That's exactly what exactly what we told him yeah. to do. So there. So because of that, I will never root for the Patriots, and I want them to lose every single game. There you go. Um, I'm going to go. Actually, you had a fantastic prediction. I'm going to go 24-17. I think the uh, Patriots' defense is really good, but man, after watching the Ravens uh, the other day, I was I'm super impressed by Lamar Jackson. I don't think the the, the Patriots have seen any player like him yet, um, and I think they're going to pull out the win. Makes sense. All right. So just for the record, uh, Aaron and I have the Ravens, and also another have the Patriots. Boom. Which means you guys are probably going to be right. And that's not Nowther's fault. That's strictly on me. <laughs> Just and, to clarify. And last, our last pick of the day is uh, UGA and Florida. You have UGA favored by six. Um, let's go Aaron. Aaron, who do you have? Oh, UGA, man. Florida. You're not going to. I'm, 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 again, I, I can't pick Florida, can I? Sure you can. No, you can do what I you want to do, man. No, I can't pick Florida. No one's going to stop uh, you. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm about to do it if it helps. Yeah, I'm going to go 28-21 Georgia. I, I, I got to go with the home team. 28-21 Georgia. All right. Asif, who do you got? I got UGA 27 Florida 24. 27-24 UGA. Nabil, who do you got? So I originally picked UGA to win the national championship. I think I was wrong. I have Florida Ooh. winning 28 24. 28-24, and I have gone with Florida all year, haven't been wrong yet, so I'm going to pick Florida 21-17. All right. Um, we dig it. Um, <laughs> Aaron, let's let you take it home from us. Okay. Well, we are at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter and Instagram. 
Where can we find you? Where can we find Monday Night? How do we need to wrap this show up? All right, corporate-wise, you can find Monday Night Brewing on all of these socials. Just uh, search for Monday Night Brewing, uh, and then Monday Night on Instagram. Uh, that's where we usually are. Uh, also, Monday Night Brewing on, on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, we also have Monday Night Garage, if you're into the fancy uh, bottle stuff, too, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Definitely uh, Monday, following. Monday Night Br- BHM, Birmingham, for uh, for the socials, if, you wanna, if you're in Alabama and want to kind of keep aware of the other stuff. Uh, Personal-wise, I am Beer Guy Aaron on Instagram, so follow me there. Great follow. Hey, exactly. If you want to see pictures of my kids totally. and beer, that's 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 all I got. Definitely worth following. There that's you go. where I message him at. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we all yes. slide into Aaron's DMs now and then. Absolutely. You do. Not to be ashamed of. It's a little bit disturbing sometimes, <laughs> but it's okay. I tore my hamstring last time. It's okay. Boom. <laughs> it's all good. And let's anyway. slide out of this episode. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Cheers.